The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad podcast with Chris Finn, a production of P4S Golf. Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad. My name is Chris Finn. I'm your host, and I am very excited today. We uh, we, we talk about um, diffusing bombs on this show, but we have a woman here who can hit some bombs. Uh, the world long drive, number 10 in the world at the moment, and climbing though. Uh, Janine, it is so ex- I'm so excited to have you here. Um, for those of you who don't know Janine Minnick, she is obviously one of the fastest women in the world. Um, she can hit a golf ball really, really far. But the journey that you've had to this point, Janine, has been uh, you know just I, I think super interesting. And um, you know we've had other other professional athletes and you know in the World Long Drive and, and PGA LPGA Tour. Um, but your story is different and, and I, I'm really excited for people to hear that. And so, uh, thank you for, for giving us some of your time today. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be here. So, so Jeannie, why don't you tell for those, for people who let's, if they've been living under a rock and they don't know who you are, give, give people kind of a little bit of an idea. Like, like, how did you get to this point? Like, how'd you get into long drive? Did you play golf growing up? Kind of let's give us, give us some background, kind of how you got to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I definitely have an unusual background into golf just because I pretty much did not touch a golf club until I after I graduated high school um I played softball pretty much my whole life so it was a big no-no to uh (laughs) to swing a golf club for a long time but um yeah I mean um started my golf journey specifically um I actually ironically the assistant coach of my high school softball program is who really got me into golf um, oh, that's fine. he was like I think that you would enjoy it and I mean I wanted something to do I wanted yeah. something to continue to be competitive in and uh, I love being outside so it was a great opportunity and I will won't even deny it I was absolutely terrible when I started <laughs> That's the beauty of golf. We all suck when we when we start. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, I went through college and I ended up getting back into softball. I played club softball at NC State for two years, um, my junior and senior year. 
And I mean, I had been swinging the club for those four years through school, but um, not really until I truly graduated that I really got into golf. Um, that was COVID year. So everybody got into golf that same year, yeah. it seems like. But um, yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed it. It's it's so different because I'm so used to playing a team sport. And this is 100% like you're going to have to put the work in. And if you don't, then that's your problem. Uh, <laughs> Nobody else is there to save you. Yeah, it's exactly. just you on the grid. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's good for me. And I mean, I, I went a little while and I mean, of course, like I'm one of those people that walks on the driving range and I'm like, mm, let's see how far I can hit it. Yeah. So uh, that's a hundred percent kind of where this started. I, somehow found long drive i guess through social media i honestly don't even really know how i found it but i kind of started to dig into it a little bit and for about a year i was like mm, i should do that like i think i would like it and i didn't really do anything about it and then late late 2022 i was like okay i'm going to do it I have absolutely nothing to lose and I am confident that I can be good at this if I put the work in. So um, I, I, I started genuinely trying to figure out how to get my club speed up, how to hit the ball further, how to optimize my ball. And I mean, I'm still up, of course, in that process, but um, I was kind of looking at world long drive and cause they came back last year, um, mm -hmm. after being away for a while. And, um, I was looking at the schedule and I wasn't ready for mesquite. Uh, I won't yeah. even deny it. Mesquite was the first thing on the schedule for the women last <laughs> April last, no, it was last March. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of got to a point, Florida was coming out. Florida was either middle or late April last year. And I yep. was like, okay, I've got to, I've got to hit the gas pedal. I've got to go for it. Yeah, for um, sure. And I, I got the opportunity to get into the field of 16 in, in down in Florida. And uh, the rest is pretty much history from there. So. <laughs> well, so, so tell everybody what happened just in case, like I said, there are some people who may have been under a rock. And sure. Sure. Happened, you know? So, um, yeah, I, came in to that event i think i was technically the 15 seed because there were two of us that hadn't been in a world long drive event yet and i'm mm -hmm. pretty sure the only reason i was the 15 seed is because my name was higher in alphabetical <laughs> order <laughs> that's awesome hey take every but, advantage um, you can get <laughs> but um i remember i think my very very first set was against phyllis Medi. i i think and hey, I remember off, off coming easy, in right? second. I remember coming in second right behind her. And I was yeah. like, I am happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I mean, we had our round robin. It, it's five sets, six balls per set. Um, and I mean, I kept putting myself in second places. I, I think I won two sets that weekend. And I was like, holy yeah. crap. Awesome. And I mean, I kid you not, like I was swinging out of my freaking shoes <laughs> <laughs> and just hoping and praying it went straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I mean, I made the cut, I made the top eight. And then after you get to the top eight, it goes to head to head. And so I, my fir very first head to head was against Kelly Rudney. Um, and I have come to love Kelly Rudney. She's awesome. And yeah. we, we all match up all the time, it seems like, but um but yeah, I, 
was down to my very last ball in that uh, round of eight. And um, I, I put one out there and ended up beating her on the very, very last ball that got me into the uh, top four. So I, I ended up losing my top four set to, um, who was it? Uh, Mary Driscoll. Um, but yeah, I mean, to make the top four, and your first <laughs> my look, first yeah. try is ridiculous, especially <laughs> now that I know what it takes to get there. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think the coolest thing to me is, and this speaks, I, I always talk because people ask, um, you know, how do you know? Because we get a lot of young kids that'll come in trying to play collegially, go to the, you know, LPGA, PGA Tour, you know, or long drive. And they always say to me, like, like, what's the difference between the people that make it and the people that don't? I say, you know, if we're just talking regular golf, right. I say, I mean, they can all shoot in the sixties, like, right. But what it comes down to is, is the twits between the years. And I always say when I was, when I was in my younger training, (laughs) I was a little more, a little more blunt with how I would figure it out is I'd say, all right, here's a heavy sled on one end of the turf. Here's a light sled on the other end of the turf. All right, push the heavy sled down, push the light sled back, and then you can walk down and then keep going. And I wouldn't give people a number. And I would say, just go. I'll tell you when you're done. And really, it was just to see when people would quit. And literally, the every single person that has made it to the professional levels, like LPGA, PGA, uh, or well Long Drive, I have had to tell them to stop. Because <laughs> they were <laughs> pushing from bloodied knees or like, like I'm afraid their heart is going to explode. Every single other person, all of them, great players, could shoot in the 60s, right? Like, like no problem whatsoever. Very, you know, like... They could move the club, you know, talking long drive. They were, they had the speeds, like the, the statistical numbers to be able technically should be competitive, but they weren't going to be the person who gets to their last ball and their first ever event and the round of eight and win. Right. And, and I think that <laughs> is something that is overlooked. And I, I don't think totally understood by people is there's this other gear that people have to go into. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's across all sport, but you know, I, I think, you know, to me that just, you know, watching that, it was like, okay, yep. Check that box. Janine's got it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so I ended up making top four in Kingsport, Tennessee as well last year. And that was the first TV event of the year on mm-hmm. golf channel. Um, and I mean, of course I was extremely grateful to even be on there in the first place. Um, it was a super cool opportunity. And I will never forget um, when I lost to Sandra Karlborg um, in the top four, <laughs> I walked off the stage and I walked past Alexis Belton and she looked at me and she said, you look like you've been here before. <laughs> and I mean, that, that meant a lot to me because I mean, of course I was nervous. Yeah. I, that's the most attention that I've probably ever gotten in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I mean, I, I sit here and look at, uh, things that I've done in sports that were like clutch situations. And I mean, it was club softball and there was 35 people watching. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like it, it, if you put the work in and you know how much it means to you, it doesn't matter. And I, I think I've, I've learned that like it, it matters to me and that's, that's all that matters. <laughs> so I, I want to get into a little bit of a, I guess, similar discussion, but different, different street kind of parallel to it. So you're unique in that you correct me if I'm wrong on this. You have a bachelor's in statistics. I do. And then you have <laughs> a master's in data analytics engineering, I believe. Right. Yes. Yes. So you're 
you you can hit the ball, you can hit bombs with the golf club and you're smart as hell too. So, <laughs> but so the reason I bring that up is you know, at P4S Golf, we're all nerds. We love stats and that's a big thing we pride ourselves on is all the research and everything that we do to be able to figure out how to optimize things. Being in the world long drive, around long drive long enough, it's, you know, elevation, wind direction, you know, which direction, how much spin do you want, right? There's so many uh, technical or statistical elements, I guess you want to, data points that you need to, to analyze to be successful. I'm just curious to hear like what, for someone with your background coming into this sport, like how do you, like, I have to imagine that's an advantage and I'm very curious kind of where your brain goes, how you analyze your performance, how you look at your training, you know, both physical as well as as specific in terms of you know, you know swinging and, and and those sorts of things. Like, how do you, what's your process through the season? Does it change depending where you go in the country to compete? Sure. Well, I mean, in all honesty, it really started back before I even stepped foot on the grid the first time because I made the decision that I was ready by kind of monitoring what some of these other women were hitting uh, mm -hmm. in terms of club speed, ball speed. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how I decided like, okay, I think I can go out there and compete now. Um, but yeah, I mean, in regards to just launch conditions and everything, um, I will admit like I'm still learning a ton about that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's grids like when we were up in Portland, Connecticut last year, I mean, that was an all carry grid. It was, mm -hmm. It was super humid. It was hot. Um, I mean, the ball was flying just because of the humidity, but like it wasn't getting a lot of rollout. So right. you really got to put that ball up in the air and kind of knock the spin down a little bit, which yeah. I mean, for long drive, especially on the women's side, like you kind of want to be running right around 2000 ball uh, uh, spin RPM. Right. Um, now, uh, Colorado is a completely different beast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're up at mile high elevation and, um, you are going to have to spin a little bit more cause it, mm -hmm. it, you got to get it to go cause there's not as much air for the ball to grab onto. And, um, that that's just kind of part of it. So, I mean, even that, and like for sure the way the grids lit out, uh, the grid is laid out. Um, a few that we've seen, like, especially in Tennessee, um, there was a little hill right at about 310 yards and mm -hmm. everybody was like right at the front of that hill. Yeah. And if there was anybody that passed that hill, it was going to 335, 340. There was wow. no in between. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's kind of the same way on like either side. When we mm -hmm. were down in Atlanta for Worlds, um, the left side kind of fell off. And mm -hmm. so you really kind of had to be right center for it right. to even hold. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's teeny details in terms of strategy that you kind of have to run with as well. And I mean, I'm still totally learning about it. Um, I've been working with Eddie Fernandez um, on my swing for a while now. And I mean, he preaches like grid conditions are huge. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I've seen it. Like I, I'm only a year into competing on the world long drive stage and I see it yeah. every single event. So witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal. Unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. So I'm curious what, you know, if you can explain for people, like what, when you go, when you go up to Connecticut and you're, you know, and you got 2000 RPM, but then you go to Colorado and you want more, I mean, like how, how are you, how are you doing it? How, how are you creating more spin? What do you Sure. I mean, the- a lot of it kind of has to do with just your driver setup in general. Um, I mean, the more loft you put on it, the more it's going to spin um, or I guess the actual like lie angle of the club. Um, and so when I'm swinging a five and a half degree Cobra head, like I'm expecting a 1800, 2000 RPM spin rate. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you're probably going to want to up that loft just a little bit, uh, when you go out there and want more spin, Mm because that's just kind of how the ball reacts. The more square it is, the less it's going to spin. Um, cause when you hit it off the top of the club face, it's spinning <laughs> 3000 RPM. We've, we've so. all done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then do you, I guess, do you play with shaft at all? Do you, um, do you so, look at like attack angles? Like how do you account for those For sure. How, and what so, impacts do those have? Yeah. I mean, the, the shaft is huge. And I think a lot of people don't realize that most world long drivers or just long drivers in general, um, cause I mean, I see it on the ultimate long drive tour as well. Like we're all swinging the <laughs> most flexible shaft that they make. Mm-hmm. We're not swinging three X. You're not sp- swinging shafts. the 70 to gram X stiff Absolutely telephone not. poles. That, that <laughs> whenever you go to like just a general figure, like how fast do you swing? You're like 120. Okay. X stiff. <laughs> Ex- no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I get it if you're trying to hit a fairway all the time, like right. It's the consistency piece of it. But when you get six balls to hit one good one, mm-hmm. uh, people are willing to take that um, consistency piece out of it. Um, you obviously still have to be able to be consistent enough because, um, I mean, most of the time, one ball is not going to win for you. Right. 
Um, I mean, I even kind of preached to myself last year, like I really need to get about a three in to give mm -hmm. myself a good chance. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, like we said before, the grid conditions are a lot of it. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm currently swinging a 45 gram TBT shaft. That's the most flexible one that they make. Well, yeah. that's a lie. The second most yeah. flexible one that they make. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, I've tinkered with that a lot and just based off of kind of where the shaft torque is, where the, the flex kind of lives inside of that shaft, it makes a huge difference on the spin rate. Um, I mean, even club heads make a huge difference on the mm -hmm. spin rate. I swung tailor-made stealths for a decent amount of time last year and um, I was putting up a little bit higher spin on that than I do currently with a Cobra Aerojet right. head. So, um, and I mean, a lot of it has to do with your individual swing, but, mm -hmm. um, I mean, you, you could probably tell if you paid attention to world long drive or ultimate long drive at all. There's not many people swinging anything other than a Cobra, a Callaway. And then if you go to ultimate long drive, there's a lot of guys swinging shark attack. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, it's pretty rare to see anything else. Anything else. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about, so obviously it's equipment and all those, those strategy points. What about the physical side? Um, you know, I feel like we're supposed to be a physical podcast, so I'd be remiss without at least asking you one question on it. Um, although I could go into that, where we were just going for, for hours, but the talk to me about, um, like, you know, did your training, have you always, have you changed your training since you started doing long drive? Like, were, were you always kind of in the weight room? Like what's, you know, I guess, what have you, what have you traditionally done for softball? Did stuff change as you got into long drive? Um, what's that looked like for you? So I'll admit from my softball background um, and like, I'm, I'm not saying anything negatively about anybody, but I was not around people who preached um, strength. Yeah. I, I did more conditioning than anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, once yeah, I got those, into those college, bases are really far away from each other. <laughs> I know so far. <laughs> <laughs> and then the funny part is if you hit it really good, you don't even have to run. You get yeah, to jog. You just if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, I didn't really come from a lifting background. Okay. I kind of started getting into lifting after I got into college. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I just kind of figured out from watching people and kind of doing my own research because I never really specifically worked with anybody mm -hmm. before coming to you guys um, on the strength aspect. And I have always enjoyed being in there and I enjoy seeing progress. And I mean, as we talked about before, I'm a huge numbers gal. Yeah. So when I see a PR go up, like that's my trigger of, Oh, it's working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I started with you guys last August and that was really the first time that I was on a structured lifting plan. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've been working with Owen on that lifting plan and I've been working through different blocks of um, lifting. And I mean, we go from uh, a pure strength block to a little bit more of like a hypertrophy block mm -hmm. slash bodybuilding almost i mean it's not yeah. quite bodybuilding but it's higher reps lower weight um yeah. and then 
we also just came out of a power phase. So it was a lot more plyometrics, that kind of stuff. So, um, I mean, and I've absolutely seen a huge difference since I started doing that. I heard you hit a few PRs. A little birdie was telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I was in there on Wednesday, and then I ended up breaking it again on Saturday. Clubhead speed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so where did I guess so? Like, what sort of changes have you seen strength-wise, and then what sort of changes have you seen, obviously, on the speed side? Sure. So, um, from a strength perspective, I have felt a huge difference. And I, it's, it a hundred percent also comes from the the words, the mobility, uh, aspect that I've been working, um, Mm -hmm. I've been working with Chris on that. And like, even from a recovery perspective, I remember walking away from Kingsport, Tennessee, and that was the first event that I had after starting to work with you guys. And it was crazy how quickly my body recovered compared to the previous events I had done. Cause I remember walking away from Florida feeling like I had been hit by a truck (laughs) genuinely. (laughs) And in Tennessee, I mean, I came from an ultimate long drive event in Myrtle beach the day before. And I went over to Tennessee. I hit that first day out there. And I mean, I was tired, but I got back up the next day and, kept at it like and that's 100 percent in the mobility work i've been doing the strength work i've been doing and changing the way that i warm up that's a huge piece too yeah and i think that's that's a piece that we see it's wild to me like obviously you're you're new you're you're a newer uh athlete in the sport but we've i mean we work with people who've done the sport for 10 20 years some of the seniors like and it's wild to me what they come in, you're like, what do you guys do? And they're like, I swing a club fast and I eat pizza. And you're like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. How's your body feel? Feels like crap. It's like, oh, all right. Well, this should be pretty easy. <laughs> but it is wild to me. Um, and I think I use long, the reason I, one of the reasons I love working with long drive athletes like yourself is you guys are the fastest of the fast. Like, like if you can get, and this is also why I love working with like 85 year old, like golfers who like, cause they're like the slowest and oldest and tightest and most screwed up of all of them. Cause they've had the longest life history of injuries and stuff that's built up. And I've always said, if look, if we can help those two groups of people, we can literally like help everyone else is easy. And, and I think it's so cool to see, you know, we, we see it, um, you know, actually I was just talking about this uh, recovery is something you brought up. And I think there's two, there's two layers to that, right? There's number one, there's the, I keep doing the mobility, the tissue work so that, you know, when you go out and you compete, you're going to develop trigger points. Can we get rid of them? So it helps you feel better the next day that you need that helps you feel better. And then there's also just a low level aerobic level. So you brought up with Owen doing the different blocks of training. And I think that's so important, particularly for a professional athlete, um, probably less, it's still important for amateurs, but we don't really have a in-season versus an off-season necessarily, especially in North Carolina. We probably play all year round. But you can you try to transpose kind of those um, those blocks with amateurs too, where you have periods where, yeah, the focus is to build some mass. It's to build some actual muscle mass. Let's just get the mass. And then we'll, what we're going to do is now train it to what we specifically want it to do. Now we want to train that to not be slow producing force muscles we want those to be explosive right so then you move to a power you know so there's you know there's 
hypertrophy, there's, you know, strength, endurance, strength, power, you know, strength, speed, depending what you want to call it and whose books you read and follow on the continuum, (laughs) there's slow strength and there's fast strength. Right. Um, And so I I think that's so important. And then I think also those cycles, just for everyone listening who doesn't know it, that actually allows a continual change of stimulus to the nervous system so that you don't peak. Right. So I think so many people, they just like do the same workout all year, every year for a decade. And they're like, I don't understand why it's not getting me any better. It's because you've adapted, dude. Um, (laughs) But so I guess what's the so let's talk about this season. Like, how are you approaching this season? And you've got one under your belt. Like, what are you changing? Are you what are the learnings that you had kind of how are you approaching this year compared to last year? For sure. Um, I mean, just because I have experienced like what it really takes. Um, sorry, my, (laughs) (laughs) he wants attention too. Um, but, um, yeah, so I just seeing what it takes to really get yourself into that top four final round position. Um, I mean, I have spent the majority of this offseason purely pushing speed and Mm -hmm. less worrying about, like, specific launch conditions, Mm -hmm. Um, especially because, I mean, the first major event that I have this year on my calendar is end of May. So, Mm -hmm. like, I've had a a pretty extended offseason. And so, yeah, I mean continuing to push speed like i have made some mechanical changes um and from a competitive perspective like i realize how important um grid conditions are and i'm really going to put more of an emphasis on that because i just see how much of a difference it makes um and also like one of the big things that i fell trapped to last year was focusing on the three people on the tee box with me way Mm. too much Yeah, because I am at the point now that if I hit my game, if I hit my ball, like I should be able to win that set. Right. And so I need to, I need to get in that mindset of focus on yourself, hit your best ball and let the results be what they are. Um, And uh, yeah, that's, that's a big one for me for sure. I think that's a that's a lesson that we all can take. <laughs> just just play your game, you know, do what well, you, yeah, you, you, you can't mean, control everyone else. When you yeah. sit there and you go, "Oh," and you look over at the board and there's a 320-yard ball out there, you start chasing. Yeah. And it's like you can't do that. You have yeah. to continue to swing your swing and let it happen. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's a big one for me for sure. Cool. Well, Janine, I can't thank you enough for coming on. It's been a pleasure to have you. Um, thanks for for dealing with my questions on statistics and data. And, <laughs> no, and so, I love it. <laughs> I mean, um, that's what I do all day long. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, I guess people are going to want to follow you. Going to want to follow you, particularly this season. Uh, learn more about you and know, just kind of your training and that sort of a thing. Where Where's the best place for them to do that to to keep up with you this year? For sure. Um, and I'm definitely going to put lots more emphasis on kind of the, the training aspect of it for sure. But um, my Instagram is Janine, spelled just like my first name, J-E-A-N-I-N-E uh, with an M for Minnick uh, and the number eight. So Janine M8 is uh, my Instagram. But 
Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. I, I want to put a lot more detail into sharing my experiences, sharing what it looks like behind the scenes of these events, sharing what it takes to train for it, and also sharing just enjoying the game of golf. Um, sure. I like, I, I think that's a huge thing. Like, I still, as I don't get to play it, I don't play it as much as I used to, but mm-hmm. uh, when I do, I, I love it just as much. So that's important for sure. Sure. Awesome. Well, we'll uh, and we'll be sure to put that in the show notes for all you listening, so you can can grab it and follow her and follow Janine. And uh, I just thanks so much, Janine, for for taking the time today. Hopefully, uh, everyone listening, you guys uh, learned learned a few things. Uh, I think if nothing else, focus on your game and uh, and don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Don't chase them. Uh, I think the results tend to tend to work out better. So, uh, Janine, thanks so much again, and uh, we we'll look forward to having you on uh, another time soon. I'm sure. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Thermador at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com slash build.